0: Well, hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Dr. Joe Galati podcast, broadcasting high above the Texas Medical Center in Houston, purveyor of all things related to the liver, health and wellness, nutrition, food and cooking, and all-around doctor banter, And witty repartee with our experts that visit us. Our website is drjogalati.com. If you'd like to send me a note, subscribe to our newsletter, or even see me as a patient. If you want to call and be part of the program, dial us at 888 438 9431. And now, on with the podcast. Coming to you live from Houston, Texas, home to the world's largest medical center. This is Your Health First, the most beneficial health program on radio with Dr. Joe Gulati. During the next hour, you'll learn about health, wellness, and the prevention of disease. Now, here's your host, Dr. Joe Gulati. Well, a good Sunday evening to everybody. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Thank you very much for tuning in tonight. It is always a great pleasure to have all of you listening on your Sunday evening. You're getting ready for Monday, I hope. And here we are together on the radio. We're here every Sunday evening between 7 and 8 p.m. Our website is drjoegalati.com, drjoegalati.com. And go to the website, you will be able to sign up for our newsletter, you'll be able to be directed to the radio website, yourhealthfirst.com, our practice website, Liver Specialists of Texas, and all of our Instagram and our social media offerings that we have for everybody. Now, it has been an absolute crazy week since we last spoke, I guess, and I was not here last Sunday evening. We had to rather abruptly repeat the week before's uh, program on the air, on the radio. And uh, as, as many of you know, I was uh, honored, truly, to go up to New York to be on Fox and Friends on Sunday morning To talk with Ed Henry and uh, the Fox and Friends weekend team regarding Ed's sister, who they announced uh, Sunday morning that she was in need of a liver transplant. She had end stage liver disease due to some hereditary metabolic type liver disease. And Ed had been worked up to be a live liver donor. And he had wanted me to come and try to explain what actually is involved in being a live liver donor. And so part of the story here is how Ed Henry from Fox News, it just doesn't get any bigger than that, reached out to me on the 4th of July. And so this is the scene. It's the 4th of July. My wife and I had uh, gone exercising and our daughter was out of town, and friends were out of town, and it, it was sort of a, a sort of a pokey uh, holiday uh, day for us. You know, it was a what was it? It was a Thursday, and there wasn't too much going on, and uh, and so we were, were just sort of chilling out. And I was tooling around on Instagram, and I had previously in the day or so, made a, uh, a post on a patient of mine, a liver transplant patient who had just completed a three-year anniversary. I saw her in a clinic the day before, very dear lady. And uh, I, I had made a post about, you know, liver transplant. And as I am just going through my uh, Instagram posts, I get an instant message from Ed Henry, from Fox News, and essentially he said, "Please send me your phone number." Now, in the past, I have been spoofed in a sense by celebrity Instagram, celebrity uh, uh, Facebook, and and Twitter accounts, where I actually think I am following a celebrity or well-known personality, and it turned out to be a total fake, and so. Uh, I look at this and I'm saying, wait a second, is this really Ed Henry from Fox News? And so I respond back and uh, uh, very somewhat cautiously, I said, well, uh, sure, what's up? What's going on? How could I help you out? And he immediately responds back, I believe I have a story for you. So I'm like, okay, Ed Henry has a story for me. So I said, gee, thanks a lot. What's it in regard or what's the topic? And he writes back liver. So I'm saying, okay, Uh, he knows that I'm a liver doctor. I'm a liver specialist. And so, okay, so I send him my cell number and he responds back immediately. Okay, I will call you tomorrow. And I go look at my wife and I show her the C and this all took place in two minutes. And so on Ed Henry's account, similar to uh, Twitter, it's one of these verified accounts with a little blue check. Now, I don't know how you get to that status, but it was a verified account. And so I figured, okay, let's see what happens. Now, I went up to my computer in my office and I started to Google search news articles that were somehow related to liver disease or transplant and there really was nothing coming up. There was no massive breakthrough, no controversial topic in the world of liver disease or in medicine. And so I said, well, all right, let let's just ride this out. Now, as I was on my Instagram account, there was a, there was a little bit of a problem with a link that didn't work and I had to go to the main online Instagram account and as I am sitting there looking at the Instagram account on my computer, I get three or four new likes and I'm like, you know okay, whatever and I usually I don't get that many likes and so I I uh, looked at who ha- was was liking me and one of the the, the new persons was, somebody by the name of Gleason. And I sort of look, and they say they're a photographer from New York City. Now, I love photography, and I love the photography accounts on Instagram. So I start looking at her account, and this was some absolutely marvelous photography, and also was from Ireland. And I had just been back from Ireland, and I love Ireland. I love photographing Ireland. And I'm saying, oh, this this is sort of neat. Let me keep looking. And uh, – So I just send her an instant message saying, you know, I like your work. That's it. Nothing more than that. And within about five seconds, that person responds back to me and says, oh, thanks a lot. And oh, by the way, I work at Fox News and Ed Henry wants you on Fox and Friends on Sunday. And I'm like, wait a second. Ed Henry reached out to me a couple of minutes ago. Now you're reaching out to me. What is the connection here? So I said, look, if you'd like to talk to me, send me your phone number because now I'm I'm not going to give my phone number out again. And so I called up this person and she is, yes, a photographer on the side more or less, but she is a, uh, uh, a staff at Fox and Friends with Ed Henry. And we start talking about Ed's story. And she was being a little little guarded about. She said, well, really, Ed needs to talk to you about the story. And I said, well, okay. And she asked me a little bit about my qualifications. And she says, no, I think this is exactly what Ed would be looking for. Uh, But all this is taking place eight to 10 minutes on Instagram, looking at a photography website and looking... Just binding my own business. So, all right, we're going to take a break. I'm going to follow up with this in uh, just a moment. We'll take some breaks here. Segment one is done. Segment two coming up. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Stay tuned. When I think back on all the crap I learned in high school, it's a wonder. Welcome back everybody Dr. Joe Galotti. The name of the program is Your Health First. Every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m. bringing you the best in health and wellness and my pledge every single week is to raise your health IQ, making you better consumers of healthcare, how to stay out of the hospital, how to stay to the ER, how to stay out of your doctor's office. Now, that may be counterintuitive to say, I am going to put myself out of business, but, but you know what? Uh, we need to work very hard at keeping ourselves healthy, without a doubt. All right, don't forget our website, drjogalati.com, drjogalati.com. Plenty of information, about me, our practice, you could link on to all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. A lot of stuff on YouTube has been posted. So anyway, uh, to recap, uh, so this Bridget Gleason person puts me in touch, and we talk, and, and uh, I said, look, if you want Ed Henry to call me right now, that would be great. And so another few minutes go by, the phone rings, it is Ed Henry, very polite gentleman, very, very gracious, and he discloses to me that his sister, his younger sister, who lives on Long Island, is in need of a liver transplant. She has end-stage liver disease, and going through the organ, the live organ donor evaluation, Ed was um, passed with Flying Colors, to be a donor for his sister. And he wanted me to come on uh, the program Sunday and talk about the whole process, what would be involved with him, his sister's recovery, and, and basically educate the public on organ donation and transplant and take a little bit of the mystique out of it so that we can help the maximum number of people. And I could tell you in just the, the week or so since this has happened, the number of phone calls that I've received, the number of emails and and uh, uh, instant messages from people that need help, it has been tremendous. And I could only imagine on, on Ed's side of the equation, he is uh, such a, uh, you know, a, a giant individual uh, with regard to the number of people that he can reach out to, the impact that Uh, Ed and his sister are going to have on organ donation, on organ awareness, disease awareness for liver disease, and transplantation in general, uh, it's, it's unfortunate that through his sister's disease and her suffering, and then Ed's own, uh, surgery that he has to go through, uh, to be a live liver donor, that there is going to be such tremendous, uh, 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 awareness that these are things that you just cannot measure. It's going to be huge. And uh, for somebody that's been in transplant for 30 years, this is a marvelous opportunity to be able to help our patients and and the patients that don't even know they are going to be a patient with liver disease. So anyway, so— let me. Uh, and, and of course, the interview is posted on YouTube. It's posted on on the FoxNews.com website. There's been a lot of uh, repurposing of the uh, the interview that was there. It was very exciting. It's always, you know, no cable show bigger than Fox and Friends, and to be sitting on the couch there with them was uh, a, a thrill. Very humbling, and it was a great experience. But. What do you all need to know about live liver donor transplants? So the, uh, the whole sort of background on this is that the vast majority of liver transplants, now we're not talking about kidney transplants because a lot of kidney transplants are done by live donor and swaps and things like that, but a live liver donor. In 2018, there were only about 400 liver transplants done by a live donor and over 7,000 by a cadaver donor. So a cadaver donor, as most of you know, is an organ donor that is brain dead, and then the organs that are donated are surgically removed and allocated to the recipients. But the live donor, this is where a healthy adult is going to donate typically the right lobe of their liver to the person that needs the liver transplant. Now, the amazing thing about the liver, and this is the one thing that everybody was calling about and emailing and texting me about, is they did not realize that the liver has the ability to regenerate. And so, typically, on a live liver donor, 30 to, let's say, 50% of the liver is surgically removed the right lobe on some occasions, the left lobe, but the right lobe, and then within about six, eight, or ten weeks, the liver will regenerate, fill this space and the void, and the person will be back at 100% of their liver function. Now, on the recipient. Their liver, the person going for the liver transplant, their liver is completely taken out, and then 30 40% of the other person's liver is put in that space, and it will have to grow 60 70% to fill the space and be at 100%. No other organ can do this but the liver. Now, the operation for Uh, Ed Henry, and any other live donor, it is a big operation. And the complications that come up are the standard post-operative complications related to anesthesia or infection, pneumonia, potential for kidney damage related to the surgery. Uh, But what is a little bit different when you are removing, when you are cutting half of the liver out, you're exposing a large surface area of what we call the cutting or the cut edge, the cut surface of the liver. And, and uh, of course, it's done in a very refined surgical uh, technique, but you are exposing a lot of blood vessels, arteries, veins, or branches of the arteries and veins, and, and branches of the bile ducts, through the liver. And so what can happen after a large resection like this is that you can have a leakage of bile into the abdomen. Now, that may require just watching it, or it may require exploratory surgery to go back in and seal off those bile ducts that are um, leaking and causing a problem. So we'll talk about it uh, a little bit more. We're coming up on a hard break at the bottom of the, uh, of the hour. Don't forget, go to drjoegilotti.com. Stay tuned. One more break. I'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Dr. Joe Galati. The website is drjoegalati.com. Sign up for our newsletter. Send me a message if you've got any questions about organ donation or liver transplant. drjoegalati.com is the source. Don't forget, go to the links there for YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the social media is posted there, drjogalati.com. Of course, our practice, Liver Specialists of Texas. If you'd like to see me as a patient, go there and communicate with us. And, of course, there's the yourhealthfirst.com website for radio information. All right. Well, we were talking about live donor transplant and Ed Henry and his sister who were operated on earlier in the week. And um, so... We were talking in the in the prior segment about going for the surgery. The right lobe is removed, and uh, the potential complications. But the main thing to keep in mind is that the the liver will regenerate. Now, one of the points that I made during the interview, and it's uh, the interviews on YouTube and Fox News, I had mentioned that a lot of patients come to me, and the one fact that they know about the liver is that it does regenerate. And they will say, well, I have been drinking my entire adult life, but don't worry, the liver regenerates, right, Dr. Galani? Uh, Or they have been obese and they have fatty liver. And they will say, well, the liver will regenerate if it's been injured. Now, the key point, and my wife pointed this out to me that it may have been a little confusing. I didn't think it was confusing, but, you know, I got to go with somebody else that's, that was looking at it. So in the case where a live donor like Ed Henry has the right lobe of his liver taken out, we have been saying the liver will regenerate. Now, it's not going to regenerate and turn into cirrhosis. Okay, He should have a pretty normal-looking liver when he is finished regenerating after six, eight weeks. Okay. Now, with people that have chronic injury to their liver through chronic alcohol use, through chronic hepatitis C or B or fatty liver or drug toxicity of some kind— it is that injury and repair, injury and repair that happens over 5 years, 10 years, 20 years. That is where the regeneration of the liver actually will lead to cirrhosis and scarring. And actually, when you look at a liver that has cirrhosis, and if you've ever looked at one online or you know uh, Google, It's a very lumpy, bumpy, nodule, somewhat shrunken-looking liver. And we call these regenerative nodules. The actual cirrhosis is a regenerative nodule, okay? Uh, Even when you look under the microscope and you're looking at it with a pathologist, they will say, here is a regenerative nodule. This person has cirrhosis. And so what, what people think is that injure the liver, don't take care of it, you're not, you're not pampering the liver, okay, that it will regenerate healthy tissue. But the, the truth of the matter is, under a, a state of injury and harm and damage and necrosis, the liver will regenerate, but the regeneration is going to be fibrosis or scar tissue, and when the liver is replaced with scar tissue, that is what we then call cirrhosis. So I want to clarify that. My wife was saying, wait a second, you're going to think that people that donate their liver, they're going to get cirrhosis. No, 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 no. It's only in the, the chronic disease state like alcohol abuse, fatty liver, hep B, hep C, uh, those those kinds of things. And so that is it. So for all of you uh, otherwise, is this a call to action to do a few different things? One, it's a learning point to understand that there are people with chronic liver disease and cirrhosis unrelated to alcohol who may progress to end-stage liver failure, such as Ed's sister that her only her only hope for decent survival is with a liver transplant. Now, the value of the live donor is that, in a sense, the live donor transplant is an elective surgery. It was scheduled for this past Tuesday morning, let's just say at 7 o'clock, rather than waiting for a cadaver donor to show up on your your doorstep at all hours of the day. You never know what day of the week this is going to happen. And so what will happen is because in in large cities, we're talking about metropolitan New York, Boston, Chicago, Houston, Miami, LA, San Francisco. There are so many people waiting for liver transplants that your MELD score, and the MELD score is the model for end-stage liver disease. This is a scoring system that determines how sick somebody is, and the higher the MELD score, the more likely you're going to be allocated a liver, okay? So in these high MELD score regions, and Houston, where I'm at, is, is one of those regions, you have to be Awfully sick, maybe on dialysis, you're in the intensive care unit, maybe on a respirator, and only have days or weeks to live before you get the liver. Okay? Now, if you have a live donor, you could get a liver transplant months to years earlier and thus have less complications. You're going to be more intact going into the operation. You're not going to be on dialysis. You're not going to have some overwhelming infection that's going to increase the risk of a complication. And so they have perfected this with kidney transplant. I think they may be up to almost 50% of the kidney transplants are a, a live donor transplant. Now, that is a much easier situation to deal with because we can all do fine with one kidney, number one. Number two, taking the kidney out is a much safer, easier type procedure than cutting out half your liver. It'll be very interesting to see how long Ed is in the hospital and his recovery. It may be a week to 10 days with other intestinal complications, etc. It certainly is worth doing, but there is a slightly increased price to pay with the recovery and complication rate, both immediate and and afterwards. So that is why only between three and four hundred live donors are done out of the seven or eight thousand liver transplants that are d- that are done in the United States. So again, it's just a bigger undertaking. So hopefully, this has shed some light on, Organ donation and liver transplant and and the donor process, but uh, let me let me just say again, uh, it was a true true pleasure to meet and Henry, his staff, his uh, uh, co-hosts on Fox and Friends, and even all of the support staff are just such uh, genuinely nice people that uh, uh, it's it's nice to see and. You know, you always wonder if on TV it's one big fake-out job that uh, the people are a bunch of SOBs uh, uh, behind the scenes, but they were all marvelously nice to each other, marvelously nice to me, and I, uh, I do appreciate it. All right, final segment coming up. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Don't forget, go to drjoegulati.com. I'm going to get a glass of water. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. final segment of your health first I'm Dr. Joe Galati rocking along this week playing a Chicago tune here tonight I had the great honor of having dinner with Ray Eastless, the percussionist for Chicago when they were in uh, Houston at Sugarland And a really great guy. The great Mark Sherman from iHeartRadio also joined us at the concert that night with his wife, June. 52, 53 years, they have been touring just uh, animals out there. But... uh, From a percussion standpoint and rhythm, I believe the band Chicago is second to none. All right, uh, a few housekeeping things. A couple of weeks ago, I made the announcement that we are going to be looking for individuals and or families where me and my team will come and cook dinner for you Yes, I did say that. And a lot of people wrote to me and they're like, wait a second, Dr. Galati is going to come to my house and cook for me. We are trying to start a grassroots effort where people are cooking and eating at home instead of going out. Okay. In America now, it is get a group of friends. Hey, let's go out to dinner. And, and converse that way rather than, hey, come on over our house. I'm going to make some soup. I'm going to make some vegetables. I'm going to grill some fish. So we are, we are trying with our staff and our nutritionist and our nurse practitioners to try to get a grassroots effort where people are getting motivated, uh, inspired to cook at home. Now, a lot of people don't know how to cook or how to put on a meal for six or eight people. We are going to show you the tools, but we need to know who is the most motivated out there to have us come and cook. So what I would say is go to drjogalati.com. There is a way to send an email message to us. Do that and just say, hey, I heard you tonight. I was listening to the podcast. Um, Put my name in the hat to see if you qualify. So we'll, we'll go from there. All right. The, uh, the last thing I want to talk about is another absolutely fantastic article by Anahad O'Connor with The New York Times. He is a friend of Your Health First, and I have had the great opportunity to meet him in San Francisco. He is, as I've said before, an up-and-coming star in the health, wellness, medicine Uh, 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 journalism field. He has another great article entitled Supplements and Diets for Heart Health Show Limited Proof of Benefit. The subtitle is Some Supplements May Actually Be Harmful for Cardiovascular Health. Now, this is one big pill to swallow. And uh, this article, it was based on a recent annals of internal medicine Article, and it was a study that looked at almost a million people and found that only a few of 16 popular supplements and one of the eight diets evaluated had any effect on cardiovascular outcomes. So basically, what they're saying is that all of the supplements and all of the fed diets are really of no benefit. And so what they did was, a large study like this, they looked at multiple studies, pulled all the information, all the research, and came up with a single conclusion, in a sense. And amongst the supplements, it showed no evidence of cardiovascular protection with vitamin A, B, C, D, and E, as well as beta-carotene, calcium, iron— antioxidants, and multivitamins. No value. They were not going to prevent heart disease. They were not going to prevent you from dying of heart disease. While two supplements were found to have some benefit, folic acid and omega-3 fatty acids, there were important caveats in how these studies were done. The folic acid was found to lower the risk of stroke, but the findings were largely driven by research that took place in China, where deficiencies of the vitamin are rampant. These people don't have a good diet. And so it's not clear if you do not have a folic acid deficiency, and let's face it, everything we eat pretty much is supplemented with folic acid. Now, with regard to fish oil, It's widely known that omega-3 fatty acids, which are anti-inflammatory, and a lot of heart issues are related to inflammation. Now, what they found is, in a clinical trial, that high-risk patients who took a very large dose of fish oil, a a purified pharmacology or pharmacologic grade, uh, had a reduction in cardiovascular events. Another study found that supplementing with fish oil could benefit people who ate very little seafood. So what about if you're the person that has fish three, four times a week? I don't know if that's going to help you as well. And so the other part had to do with with all of the diets that are out there. And I can't even begin to name all the diets, but what they did do is they focused on the Mediterranean diet, okay? Now, outside of the Mediterranean diet, which I'll get to in a second, the studies looked at diets including less fat, including saturated fat. Um, there was no impact on mortality or cardiovascular Outcomes now. Low-fat diets, for the most part, have fallen out of uh, favor. Uh, the one diet that remains okay is the Mediterranean diet. Now, what is the Mediterranean diet? I talked about this a couple of weeks ago with the whole notion of eating like a Sicilian: whole grains, beans, nuts, fruits, and vegetables, and my favorite olive oil. They don't make anything, they don't make any uh, you know notice about meat. So the Mediterranean diet, whole grain, beans, nuts, fruits, vegetables, olive oil. Now, clinical trials have found that it reduces cardiovascular risk, but some of the studies have been flawed, so they're not really sure about this. Another large publicized Mediterranean diet trial called uh, Predamed, PREDIMED, P-R-E-D-I-M-E, did, published in 2013, found that it reduced heart attack and strokes, okay? So Mediterranean diet, they're saying, is not favorable or harmful. I would say you want to definitely stick with it. Now, the one dietary intervention that I was not surprised at all was beneficial was lowering your salt intake. Now, lowering the salt intake is going to be accomplished by not going through the drive through eating a Mediterranean diet, eating non-processed foods, and eating at home, okay? Now, we're going to have Anahad O'Connor on as a guest In the next week or so, I've got to check his availability, but I am just dying to see what his um, thoughts were on all of this. So with that said, my dear friends, my dear listening audience, podcast listeners, thank you very much for tuning in. What I would say is if you're taking a whole bunch of supplements rethink it, look at the article. I'm going to post it on the Facebook page. You should be able to get it through drjoegalati.com All right, we're going to end up with a, uh, a tune here. A Ringo Starr song from many, many years ago. Stay tuned. I will see you next Sunday night. Have a blessed week. If you got a problem, don't care what it is. If you need a hand, I can assure you this. I can help. I got two strong. Thanks for listening today to our podcast. Don't forget, for more information, check out drjoegilati.com. Information about my book, Eating Yourself Sick, is available there, as well as our clinical practice, radio program, and social media links. We need you to be part of our tribe and community. Until we meet again, I'm Dr. Joe Gilati. Ciao.